Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Hello, and thank you so much for joining us for your SmackDown post-show for, man, it is Christmas Eve, Eve, Eve. <laughs> it is December 22nd. I am here with the wonderful Alex Cardoza. Alex, how are you? Merry I'm in... Christmas, happy holiday season. Yeah, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays season to everyone. I'm in the super Christmas spirit as I always am 24 7, 367 yeah. days out of the year. So, yeah. Not me. I don't know what you're talking about. <sighs> Never. I, you, your Christmas spirit stinks. I'm just the saying. Holidays, a single day in my life, but celebrate with us, won't you? Celebrate this episode of SmackDown by getting into your super chats and your humper chats at humperchats.com. Please leave a thumbs up on this video as well. If you'd be so kind, helps people find us in the algorithm. And we will, of course, invite you to subscribe to FightfulSelect.com, where some breaking news was broken today on Fightful Select about a certain Cody Rhodes fella being courted for a contract extension by WWE. So we will see oh. how that shakes out. That has been a priority. Whoops, my white girl light is causing all sorts of problems today. What you I do? I apologize. It's just the little tripody part is broken. She said tripody part. You know, um, <laughs> that leg that comes attached to it and just kind of twisted. It's a well, no, it's the the part that it stands on is is all messed up, but maybe. Santa will bring me a new one this oh. year. But so much to talk about with SmackDown today. Felt like a taped episode, but not the most egregious of these that we've seen. Some stuff happened on it. Sometimes when we get these taped episodes, it feels like a ton of filler. But we did get some developments today. Um, this was the second part of a two-parter. And it was a decent show. I think it served its purpose and moved things in the direction they needed to go while also letting talent have some more time off for the holidays, which we always encourage. What were your thoughts kind of overall tonight? Yeah. If you know, even though it was taped, um, I stayed away from anything that had to do with any spoilers. So it was all fresh to me. I've been off of like Twitter, like all week, pretty much. Um, so I was happy to see the, the way the show came, came out and just off the bat, Talk about getting into deep into the woods of tag teams and uh, what's that called? Uh, factions. WWE sure looks like they're heading that way. It's so funny that you said that because I was thinking at the end of this that the ending to this was not my favorite and it felt very much like the 
gang wars era of yeah. AEW that brief lived time like before they hit the road um while they were still at daily's place and they were they were kind of making that adjustment period and everything was ending in gang wars that's kind of what tonight felt like with a little bit of a different twist so um some some good and some bad on this episode some predictable but sometimes when predictable is the right move that's not the worst thing in the world but we do start off hot uh with an aj styles promo um also getting some like new japan breaking news for any fellow new japan marks in the chat that tanahashi has been appointed president or a political yes. position at new japan so mm-hmm. uh, louise if you could gather the details for me on that that would be awesome Effective um, December 23rd, by the way. That's interesting. Because there's some Wrestle Kingdom implications there. If uh anyway, we're gonna we're gonna stay on target with SmackDown until we get some more details from <laughs> the wonderful Luis coming in. But we start off with uh AJ Styles talking about how Randy Orton and LA Knight both want Roman Reigns and he can't blame them for that. But he also doesn't give a damn about Randy Orton or LA Knight and that he is number one when it comes to getting his hands on Roman Reigns. Uh, AJ just looked like a little uncomfortable tonight with the, I don't know if it's the way that this was produced. Everything on the mic felt a little bit awkward to me in this beginning sequence, but I'll run through the rest of it. We have LA Knight's music hitting and him coming out, him saying, let me talk to you. And then saying that there's nothing to argue about after what happened at Crown Jewel. Styles could have reigns, but as long as LA Knight has him first. And then Styles talked about how Knight stepped over him to become besties with John Cena, essentially, and get his match to Randy Orton's music. Orton makes the point that the bloodline put him on the shelf for a year and a half. Um, and says nothing would get in his way toward Reigns. L.A. Knight makes the point that the bloodline might have taken Styles Norton out, but they didn't take him out. Um, And Knight told them to come along for the ride, but L.A. Knight will be the one who gets to dethrone Roman Reigns. Here's the good and the bad of it um, to this point. I don't feel like anybody fully justified why they should get a shot at Roman Reigns outside of Randy Orton. Like LA Knight not getting beat down by the bloodline proper isn't like a good enough reason for him to get a rematch in my eyes. And AJ Styles just deciding uh, that he should because he's AJ Styles. (laughs) He's been out. So it, it doesn't feel like anything is super logically set up in this now that being said what gets set up out of this is a triple threat between the three of them and the winner gets roman reigns i think it's pretty obvious who's gonna win it but i do like that thank god that we have an authority figure and adam pierce coming out to do this because before we had authority figures around most notably the vince mcmahon era this would have just been them deciding that they should have a triple threat so much 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 better to have Nick Aldis making these calls. I think he's doing really well in this role too. Um, but it just didn't feel like anybody had a strong reason to have a shot at him other than than Randy Orton. And even his is personal this time. I think it's tricky when you have two guys that are essentially coming back from being off screen, why they should both be vying for it. Sure. But I, I like the match that is getting set up. I just felt like the justification and the cadence in, in this was a little bit 
week, but I'm very, very much looking forward to the triple threat, and that will be taking place on SmackDown New Year's Revolution. So we will see that triple threat then. I like that. It gives you some excitement building into Royal Rumble. What were your thoughts on the opening promo, and how do you feel about this match being made? Uh, you know what? I I, it, I don't know. Maybe he did. Um, maybe the uncomfortable feeling was just the fact that he, right now, I don't know whether he's a face or a heel. <laughs> you know, like AJ Styles, to me, he's just, he's pissed, as he should be. Um, he got taken out of action, you know, so um, he's finding his footing. There's people around him that are annoying him, so he's slapping the crap out of him, which I love. I Story mean, of my life. I do that every day. You did it to me in the DMs. So, right. you know, it's just it, <laughs> right on the kisser. Um, <laughs> over, overall, they set a strong um, beginning to the episode, not the traditional full of bloodline drama or anything like that or do, do, damage control. It was refreshing to see AJ out there and, and start to show off with him and getting his revenge, continuing that story, which is really cool. I agree. It's nice to have some fresh blood in this. And there were, because it was a taped episode, just a couple of very like minor production changes that felt good. Like I, yes. I appreciated that and it made it feel fresh. It doesn't take a lot to make things feel fresh and go a long way. Bad Robot saying, happy holidays all and to the best post show. I'm glad WWE gave Alex the gift of spooky Scottish witches. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Uh, Alex is amazing, and Kate is the absolute best. Well, thank you. I don't even think thank you're that you. bad of a robot, to be honest. I think you're a, a wonderful robot. You're a good robot. You I hope are. you get, like, oil and nuts for your robot body <laughs> from Santa this, this year. Oil and robots and nuts and bolts. We love yeah, that yeah. for you. Let's do it. Um, so let's get into what was our first match of the evening. It was Bianca Belair, Shotzi, Meechin, and Zelina Vega defeating Damage Control, Bailey, EO Sky, Asuka, and Kyrie in a Holiday Havoc match. Uh, the big spot that everybody's talking about, and they should, is Meechin hitting this senton on EO Sky and sending her through the table for. I'm sorry, that was the finish. I hated the finish. I don't know why we're pinning the champion on television. It makes no sense. The spot everyone's talking about is Shotzi coming off the top rope and kicking the box off of Sky's sure. head, which was insane. And then Kyrie Sane busting open another gift box and finding that trash can lid. Those damage <laughs> control gals, man. They'll they'll mess you up with a <laughs> with a garbage can. Uh, and she, I thought, was going to take off Shotzi's head in that spot. Yeah. Super violent looking, super fun. Holiday Havoc is fun. I just don't understand why the heck out of all the women on this multi-woman um, match that we are pinning your world champion. It makes no sense, especially with everything that's going on with Bailey as we're continuing this rolling down the hill a little bit. Feels like Bailey or Asuka might have been the, the better choices to take a pin here, but um, other than that, not not too shabby. Nice to see me chin in action here too. Shotzi's always a blast in matches like this. Just don't know why we're pinning our world champion, Alex. We we've been doing that uh, for quite some time uh, on the WWE television, if, as as the kids call it today. Um, I I like this match, and I'll let you know why. I Usually, know why, but you go ahead and tell us. Cause... Well, you know, <laughs> we know why, man. You know what I'm saying? But uh, <laughs> um, first of all, yes, they came out in their full glory. 
nothing changed. They were still them. You know what I'm saying? So that made me really happy. You want to read this? Sure. Well, saying that we got our spooky witches back. Let's go. I liked uh, all the match, and I'm happy for Miss getting a title match. Our boy Santos is the man. It um, is, yeah. We did see them come back. It does seem like they're still spooky Scottish witches. Yeah, that's what I like. That's what I was alluding to. Like, I, I like the fact that they're still who they are. Uh, again, un- are they face? Are they heel? I don't know. They kind of just came on and just beat the crap out of... Um, sure feels uh, like that, they're face. Which yeah, yeah, sure. And I think that that's the way they should go. I, I want them to be faces and i want them i don't want them to be huggable or cuddly or nothing i want them to still be my spooky goddesses there you at, go. the same, at the same time but you want to root be, for them let's be cool with each other yeah there's no way you could not root for them they're amazing i mean they they got it they got everything going on for them right now i love that you're a spooky scottish witch stan as is alex Pulaski, who's on fightful select I'm right now telling you right now um they are. They're great. It's fun to see them back in the mix. Kind of confusing yes. that we're doing it for this holiday and that we weren't doing it for the <laughs> Halloween holiday. But I've said um, the first time Triple H took over that I felt like he should be given a year to bring back the people he wants, to rearrange his chessboard, to yeah. set things up. Um, obviously, Vince came back in that time, and now Vince is out again. Uh, I have a little bit less of a timeline grace because we are heading into wrestlemania season now when he first came back around SummerSlam time i was like oh well that's perfect you get like a full 10 months of like what triple h's vision is um sp3 from true heel he and often on fightful said and i agree it almost felt like triple h had what he wanted to do at wrestlemania planned and then was trying to reverse engineer his way story-wise into how to get there um and then you play with these pieces along the way right CM Punk's return all these things and I I couldn't agree more with that statement because it almost felt like we've just been he's done a good job building stories but like we know what like the big stories are gonna be and buying time to get to that point so um but I I feel like the the spooky Scottish witch return is a nice um piece of that that chessboard getting rearranged here I want to see them in the tag team picture, though. Like, I don't want them just getting yeah. absorbed into an- another mega stable here. Um, obviously, Charlotte's out now, which is awful. That sucks. Um, we wish her the best and and healing up from that injury. Uh, but I do. I'm I'm very happy to see them back. I just don't want them being auxiliary pieces. I want them going after those tag titles, Alex. Uh, I would hope so. I would hope that they start really building up this women's division. Uh, the tag team division, I, I hope that they set it up in 2024 to go full blast. You have a lot of interesting women that, you know, you can be pairing up and that are paired up that should be in some meaningful storylines. Uh, we said it before. Vince was not a fan of the whole tag team for men or women. Like, uh, you know, Freddie has told stories where he's like, damn it, I got to pay for people. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's true. Um, it's so- true. And it's it's just a different animal. Tag wrestling is a different animal. Oh God, yeah, and and the fact that now we have you know, they're giving them time to do it. Hopefully, it'll ex- be extended and tell stories along the way. Agreed, agreed. And those women's tag titles always seem to get lost in the shuffle. It does feel like they're leaning into something with Kaden and Katana on Raw. I would love to see them do that here yeah. with Alba Fire and Isla Dawn. 
Um, Will saying, kind of echoing the same sentiments in another women's tag team for the division. So there's a plus. The talent rotation very quickly turned around under Triple H, I got to say. Like we are seeing almost every woman used consistently every single Raw. Tons of women use, being used on SmackDown, which I like. I would like to see it get spread out a little bit more. It's just a lot of multi-women matches over and over again. So if we could freshen up that picture, I think it would be really cool. But yeah. um, other than that, some some really good stuff. So this match was a, black, a blast if you like plunder matches. It, it was a whole bunch of fun. That that spot with uh, Shotzi and Sane was bananas. Uh, go back and watch it if you are into stuff like that. I'm sure that gif is already floating around somewhere. Oh, yeah. Uh, we move along into Jimmy Uso talking to Solo Sokoa backstage, the camera panning to Roman Reigns and Heyman, who were sitting down. Reigns asks Heyman who the SmackDown of GM <laughs> is, and Heyman responds that it's Nick Aldis, and Reigns asks Heyman to bring Aldis to him. <laughs> back to the ring we go as dragon lee makes his entrance to what i thought was match of the night by a mile mm -hmm. i had so much fun with dragon lee i'm calling him pete dunn okay you want to call him butch you can call him butch i'm calling him pete dunn because this is this is pete dunn this is not butch this is not scrappy dude who came up and the fight night brawl and brood stable. This is we are we are back, baby. We are back in Pete Dunn Tecker mode. I am a happy gal. This was giving PWG vibes. This was really 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 fun. What we got out of Dragon Lee being so in control sure. of Dragon Lee style and um, Pete Dunn, who is starting to week over week progress and back to what he's best at, in my opinion. Um, and it looks like he'll be calling on a tag team partner. But before we get to that, let's talk about how much fun this match was. I was, um, I mixed feelings and thoughts on whether Dragon Lee should win the North American title in NXT. I cover NXT every Tuesday with Alex Pulaski, if you guys aren't following that product. And it was very clearly supposed to go from Dominic Mysterio back to Wesley, but Wesley got injured. And so they had to rearrange once again. Um, and they, they put the title on Dragon Lee. I said, that's great because he's kind of just floating around SmackDown right now. He was sure. heavily involved in the story, but wasn't doing a ton ring-wise. I was like, but I don't want it to be a situation where he's never on NXT or he's never on SmackDown. He would have to be working both brands. And wouldn't you know it, Alex? He's working both brands. He's here. working both brands. <laughs> he is like, as uh, a PG show, never mind. But yes, he is doing the, he's doing the right thing. He's working it. He is working it. I love it. Um, a lot of like quick counters in this that I really, really love. Yeah. You got Lee running at Butch and Butch countering the bitter end attempt, which Lee counters with a Canadian destroyer. That's one of the best counters I've ever seen from the bitter end. Um, and then you have Lee hitting the Operation Dragon for the win here. They shake hands, though. You can tell Pete Dunn is getting back to... I just want to be a great wrestler that wins matches. I don't have Sheamus here anymore. I don't have Ridge Hollins here anymore. Um, kind of rediscovering himself and who he might need help from. Sure. But this match was a lot of fun and that is a meaningful loss. I just ask that your losses be meaningful, right? This is a really good example of that. Just some really fun stuff in here. On their knees trading chops at one point. You got trading snap German suplexes, which is my favorite type of suplex. And they were really, really well done. Um, you got 
Butch lifting up Lee, but him hitting that sit-out powerbomb that looked super nasty. I thought this was a blast. Uh, did you have as much fun watching this as I did? Yeah, I, I've said this before. I think I said it uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, I think I mentioned it last week with Alex. I, it's They're letting the, the guys and the girls kind of go out there and tell a story that's not the usual WWE style in ring action. Like... Dragon Lee is going out there with Pete Dunn and doing incredible things in the ring. Things that you know normally sue head takedown to you know sweep takeover, like all, all the same crap over and over again. These guys are truly going out there and doing some amazing, amazing work in the ring. And I had to give it up to both of them. Yeah, this was a, a whole bunch of fun. I loved what we got out of this match, and I love it. When you guys send in your super chats and your humper chats, including yeah. the wonderful Taylor Cannon, who's always so nice to mm -hmm. us. Happy holidays to the best Friday night post show in the game. Sending you so much positivity as we step into 2024. My mm -hmm. dude, you are just always bringing positivity, and I completely appreciate it because you are one of the most supportive, cool people in the whole wide world that we have here at Fightful. And I appreciate it. We also appreciate it because we got more of you joining now than did at the beginning of the show. If you could leave a thumbs up on this video. Also, invite you to get in your super chats and humper chats if there's anything that you want to talk about in regards to tonight's episode of SmackDown or kind of anything, really, especially yeah. as we're coming down the home stretch of the year. Um, lots of fun possibilities in 2024 in WWE, but Will saying for Dragon Lee to be working both shows, it shows how much they trust him. When WWE got Dragon Lee, I was nervous, but now I'm happy for him. I'm happy for him, too. I'm happy for him, too. He's in, we got plenty of gripes about NXT still, but he's in an era that is definitively better than the 2.0 era. I feel very confident in saying that and how they're approaching it. Um, and it it feels like outside of Ray's injury, there were plans for him leading up to this. I I feel like we'll probably be revisiting those plans. We'll probably get some more tag matches out of this. I don't know if Carlito will be involved or whatever, but I think he is a priority. I think they just have to maybe make some adjustments into how they were planning on using him while Ray's out. But I love this. I love him having a title. It makes him automatically feel important. I love the North American title going back to being a workhorse title instead of what it kind of was under Dominic, which was used as leverage for Judgment Day and the way that they do things. But that North American title is very special to a lot of NXT black and gold marks like myself. So yeah. <laughs> nice to see it returning to being a workhorse title, as most mid-card titles are. I appreciate that about it. Um, but man, Alex, if I was a betting gal, How much? I would have put my money on this being the most fun match of the night, and I think it delivered. And I would have put my money on Dragon Lee to win it. And I would have made out well. And I could have done that in the most educated way possible, Alex, by consulting Bet Online AG. Hey guys, I'm here to tell you about Bet Online AG, the official betting partner of Fightful. Whenever you hear about odds for wrestling events, boxing events, MMA events, or really anything, it comes from Bet Online. Dot ag they have the earliest lines with odds open before the competition you can bet big with high limits and rebet functionality they have the fastest payouts with winnings paid in just minutes and the industry's best bonuses on every qualifying deposit the biggest markets like NFL NBA NCAA NHL UFC plus odds for things like WWE AEW 
and tons of other companies as well. They also have a bunch of popular games. They've been trusted for 25. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Five plus years. As I mentioned, if we have odds here on Fightful, they are always coming from betonline.ag. Check it out, my friends. Bet what you can. Please bet responsibly. They've made a really big investment in us, and we appreciate it so much. Um, They're kind of up there with NordVPN on how much that they have just kind of gotten full in on Fightful. So please let them know you found out about them through us. And consult them yeah. for all of your uh, your betting needs. And it does look to be true. Hiroshi Tanahashi is your new president of New Japan Pro Wrestling, which is wild. I don't know if any... I hadn't heard anything. I don't know if anybody saw this coming. I don't know what prompted the change. I don't know if it's them finding out that Okada's sniffing around other places or what's going on in New Japan. But I'm very intrigued to see what that looks like and i'm sure fightful will have details for you as more develops with that what a a fun christmas gift i think maybe for new japan fans i can't imagine that being a bad thing tanahashi is the ace obviously just a, a huge legend in new japan from the in-ring perspective one of the most well-respected talents they've ever had as he should be a standout certainly um you can see the the years have worn on him a little bit more this year sure um but i'm so excited that there is a transitional step for him whether he remains active in the ring or not uh i'm i'm very excited because i think that just feels like a, a really 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 good move let's talk about this now because we got a super chat about it gregory uh asking do you think that we're gonna get a british strong style reunion with butch and bait i do and i'm thrilled and not just because of my little tecker heart but tyler bait <laughs> is such a wonderful talent and he isn't really being used on a specific direction in nxt right now he's had some outstanding appearances he was so much fun 
everything to do with the Heritage Cup. He was in that Iron Survivor match, and he was a blast. He's an incredible talent, but didn't feel like he was being lined up to take over anything or for a title shot. And I think it's because we're heading in this direction. So later in the night, we get but we get Pete Dunn walking backstage and <laughs> starting an interview until Pretty Deadly, who I know you love and I also love. Showing up oh, a yeah. lot of NXT UK vibes in this segment uh, and a, a brawl breaking out and Nick Aldis breaking it up and saying, hey, we don't do that here. You go find yourself a tag partner and whoever that is and you will face Pretty Deadly in a couple of weeks. It's not Rich Holland, obviously. I don't think this is where you would have Sheamus return. And I do think it's where you would have Tyler Bate called, get yeah. called up. It just makes sense with how things stand in NXT right now. And it just makes sense with what you would want to be doing with kind of this return moment for Pete Dunn. It, it kind of feels like, I know I always call him Pete Dunn because I think the name Butch is it's stupid. It's but dumb. It, it is dumb, but it, it does almost also feel like we've been seeing this graduation of him getting away from that character kind of back to what Pete Dunn does best. And I really think we are heading toward a British Strong Style reunion. That is yeah. definitely me thinking with my heart, but it is also me thinking with my head. Both things can be true. <laughs> no, I mean, your your heart is your head and your head is your heart. That's uh, it's an old song I wrote in 1976, and I hope uh, to re-release it soon. <laughs> Get it remastered, it'll be like Alex. Yeah, for and sure. Yeah, he'll, yeah. He'll do it. Taylor Swifting <laughs> on nothing on me, baby. Meet Norma sending in a chat for Meet $20.69. Nice. Be nice. Nice sense. <laughs> Sup, Alex and Minion69 Boob69. That's me. As Chris and Viathena. Here's a small sack of monies. From your friendly neighborhood meat man, how was SmackDown? I'm celebrating winning <laughs> an ugly sweater. Congratulations. Winning an ugly sweater contest that rules. Um, happy holidays and may Gabagool be with all of you and with your spirit, Meet Normus. We appreciate you so much. Um, I, I think we're both in agreement that it wasn't the world's best episode of SmackDown, but it's way better than a lot of the taped ones that we get kind of overall was sure. what we were saying, Meet Normus, before you joined. Um, happy holidays to you and happy holidays to everybody in the chat and Merry Christmas. Sure. We, we yes. appreciate you so much. It's so much fun that we get to do this. I get to do this on almost a nightly basis. I will finish as long as I get my show in tomorrow. I will finish the year with 420 podcasts in the book, which is not only a ridiculous number of podcasts, but is also the drugs number. So I got the sex number and the drugs number. God bless <laughs> I don't know what is this sex and drugs that you guys speak of. As I am a fun, that's what we're here to do. I'm a fun-loving Christian who attends church. Okay. Don't believe you. It's really Brian saying Friday clavicle and bangs. I love that. That's our tag team name. We're the clavicle and the bangs. Hell yeah! It was fun. I'm finishing wrapping presents and off for the next five days. You enjoy that rest, Brian. Who it really. Never really cared about AOP, but we'll see where it goes. I've got thoughts. I'm going to my first AEW show on Wednesday. Fingers crossed I see Eddie Botner. Oh, my gosh. You're going to have so much fun. Yeah, These live it's crowds a party are, in there. Yeah. It, and they picked way back up, I feel like. The environment with they the have. live crowds has, has really gotten rejuvenated by the C2. I, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, Will saying... 
that I do love that Triple H is a faction mark and mm -hmm. all are believable. Not like Vince, who would put people together for no reason. Well, he would put people yeah. together oftentimes because uh, they were of the same race. <laughs> like, flat out, that's what he was doing. And I don't believe in, you. And <laughs> he's a pretty extensive track record, sir. Um, but I think even the cases that we're seeing that now with, like, the street business, which directionally creative wise like doesn't seem to be going away that still felt like a cool fit at the time or there's a lot of japanese women on the side of damage control right now but it's not just because they're japanese there's like a lot of things that make sense with the mix of who those women are that click in super super well so i yeah. um i'm loving the factions i it's just the most natural story in the world it's like you were mean to my friends now i'm gonna beat you up it's like the easiest story in the world sure so Misfit Wrestling Podcast. This isn't a super chat, but this pops to be tremendously. Jay White holds a victory over the New Japan Pro Wrestling president. Yeah, you're going to wow. see a lot. Wow. Breaking news. So we were supposed to get Tana and Zack Sabre Jr. at Wrestle Kingdom, which is where my head just went. Can I'm I very... say something real quick? We are, yes, of course. We are big wrestling fans here. Uh, I hate Ada myself. We kind of almost like wrestling. I know you guys on the chat definitely dislike wrestling. Yeah. So like, it's just great to have this enthusiasm for the news that just dropped for new Japan. Right. Because a lot of the time, <laughs> a lot of the time, um, it feels like it's just only WWE for a lot sure. of fans and people that uh, not attack me. They just send really nice messages to me on DMs. Of course. Um, so it's like this a lonely Island that only has three letters and that's it. But when you expand and move back from that, I'm a, I'm a filmmaker, right? So here I am using my 17 millimeter lens, seeing everything. And wrestling is so healthy and so fun. So great. And yeah. work. I'm like gushing over the fact that we're all talking about this New Japan thing. And it's incredible to see the things that are going to come from it. Hopefully, obviously, like, you know, but yeah. Oh, my gosh. So much. Like, it's. Yeah, we're sitting here at quarter of 11 on a Friday night talking to Japan. I like know. That makes me so this, happy, This too. is insane. Over there, what, 7 a.m. over there? They just woke up, you know? They were like, hey, we're we got, drop we got some a new, news. We got a new president. Mm, you know? I'm loving that. I'm loving the enthusiasm we saw for, uh, not just because he was one of the best Sour Graphs guests of all time, but Mansoor oh, and, and Mace oh. are now... Manny and Brennan, however you know them, formerly the Maximum Male Models, what they're doing post-release, all of the Mustafa Ali stuff, that video that he released yeah. is closing in on 2 million views. Like, there's a lot of dumb stuff out there, but there's a lot of really, really great stuff. And that's what there's I'm saying. Like, really awesome like I've, I've seen so much dumb stuff, like you just said, like people saying, if why couldn't he do this in, in WWE? Like, oh, who, why should I care about him now? I'm like, dude, are you serious? Like, you're writing that to me? Like, Get, get out of here. I mean, I, I've been using the block button a lot more. You oh, kind you of it. led me to that. So now it's just like rock everyone. I'm like, just get oh, out yeah. Of like, if you're if you're shitty about talent, oh, like God, just, just dude, automatic, except Tyrus, you can say whatever you want about Tyrus. <laughs> but um, I just always find that so interesting, too, because I feel like I feel like Jade going to WWE is the right move. I think Cody going to WWE is probably the right move. I Bingo. really feel like Claudio going to AEW was a great move. Um, I think Mustafa Ali is going to tear it up everywhere because yeah. I think he's that damn good. He's going to be in every environment and kill it. So, like, 
people are going to go different places. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fun. Tell you who isn't, though. And that's Bailey. You can check out FightfulSelect.com for news on her re-signing with WWE, which is great news for them. She has been one of the most valuable assets that sure. they could ever have. But here, Clavicle and Bangs special <laughs> SmackDown was tonight. That's your damn right. Your damn right it was. <laughs> I love that. I'm going to make shirts. So we got a quick vignette that Kim Gray says her wonderful son, Bo, has booked. She said, my son turned into a booker tonight, and I loved it. His wrestling brain booked Cross and AOP versus Lashley and the Prophets. Mm. Um, I am not a Karrion Cross hater, as some are. But I will say we are getting into Lacey Evans' territory of Reboot Central with this guy. Um. They have to stick the landing with this for a couple of reasons. Sure. One, AOP has been signed for over a year and on yeah. the shelf. Uh, as reported by FightfulSelect.com, you can go ahead and check out the details on that. But Sean has reported that a couple of times. Like, they're back. They're not being used. Um, and Karrion Cross has been magician dude at NXT. Guy with a gimp mask. So sorry. It's not his fault. Um, spooky hot which wife tarot card got like we are seeing over Hopefully. and over and over again with it. They got to stick the landing on this one. You have three really great talents in it. Um, this is not where I would have used AOP, not because of anything to do with carrying cross other than the fact that like carrying cross doesn't come across to me as a guy who needs a heavy, like, no, never mind too. Um, he's not like a, He's not a sneaky chicken shit heel that's running away from stuff who needs protection. He's not a guy that hires out um, mercenaries. He's not a small dude who just needs them for the size. Maybe he's going to be those things, but this vignette didn't feel like it was leaning in any of those directions. So I'm not quite sure what this is, and I just don't want to run into the fatigue that we ran into with Lacey Evans of, how many Boy. different versions of this guy are we going to get to before one sticks? And I really don't want to see AOP kind of, I don't want to say brought down in it, but mismatched with creative after sitting on the shelf for a year. Now this was just one vignette. This is me reading an awful lot into that. Um, but it, it just doesn't just, just vibes. Doesn't really feel like the right vibes to me. What were your thoughts on the vignette we got? I'm glad he's being reintroduced into the fold here, but what, what did you think of the vignette and the pairing with AOP? I I mean, he's building his own stable. That's the only thing that comes to mind. You know, he's a he's spooky. He's dark. He's a big dude, and he just wants to fight. AOP are big dudes who love to fight as well. I thought AOP were machines when they were together. I thought it was Hell really yeah. cool. Um, Paul Ellering's back in the mix of things from what it looked like on that you know vignette. So I hope that this looks like something that he's building because he sees so many teams around him that are coming together, these powerful teams, and he wants to get into the mix and say, nah, man, like, this is my home. SmackDown's my my place to be. And guess what? I got two of the biggest, I'm going to curse now, so cover your ears, everyone, son of a bitches that you can find in the entire roster. I know, you I'm sorry. So, AOP being back, love it. 
I mean, I'm so into it. Or maybe it's not AOP. Imagine it's just like two random dudes. Maybe just it's two other. It's, maybe it's, it's Bronson the Bollywood Reed boys. and Mirror Bronson Reed. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, Mirror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Who knows? But I, I hope that they play the cards right. Karrion Cross has been led down the weirdest paths. I don't know where or who he was and who he is and where he's going. So I'm hoping this is the mold that they put together for him. And we say, hey, go. Just do what you got to do. You know what I'm saying? 100%. 100% with you. Some more kind of miscellaneous chats. Yes, boy. Saying shout out to HBK saying Punk left on his own terms. Yeah, that was a funny one. I don't think his preferred terms would have been losing um, <laughs> a bunch of money when he got fired with cause. Uh, but workers going to work, baby. <laughs> I know Ryan Ben saying... Ali tried to do this promo in WWE and Fox and got mad. Let's yeah. take a minute to talk about Mustafa Ali. I know I mentioned him before, but I was hoping someone would chat about it because I have been gushing over this guy for dude. years. They sent him back to NXT. It seemed like he was on a track to win the North American title, which is now in Dragon Lee's hands. But before that, it seemed like Ali was going to win it from, from Dominic. This extremely talented man extremely talented man skilled i try to say skilled and not talented because talented can sometimes imply like oh you were born this way no wrestling you work your ass off for everything you've gotten he made that initial gimmick with his sick light up gear work and he was super over and he got completely screwed out of money in the bank he made positive ali work he made all the heel stuff work he made like that passive aggressive positive Ali stuff was gold and they just passed on it. He's one of the most easy to root for babyface guys, but multiple times he brought this idea to the table and it was like this political candidate. They first did it with the US title and they tried it with the North American title. They gave him one vignette and they scanned it. Yeah. And it was him talking about with the US title how he's an American and he might not look like every other US champion. But this guy for real was a cop. Um, for real, really? and yeah, and like these incredibly sincere and authentic promos. But you could tell that they were gonna have some heel overtones to them. Mm -hmm. But like it, it was gonna be one of those characters where it, it didn't really have to be super face heavy or super heel heavy. It would just be great, and you could land on whatever side you wanted to with it. Um, and then they tried it in NXT and they kiboshed it after once. And I just, I just love that this guy asked for his release, got denied it, got released out of nowhere after reconciling with being back on this NXT path. <laughs> First thing he does, and look, you want to use your, I felt like I was in a prison stuff. You want to do your chip on the shoulder promo. That is your experience. I, you speak to your experience. Him coming out with this badass vignette of a character he never got to do, going on a world tour, cutting in top talent, uh, Will Ospreay, Zack Sabre Jr., Okada, whoever. Um, and then just announcing like eight dates and getting close to two million views on it. One of the most badass first moves you could make after being released i love it i'm so happy for that dude wherever he goes he's gonna tear it up i could see him in super juniors i could see him in AEW. Sure. i could see him in tna x division this guy the world is his i am so excited for him 
He deserves it. Who else has 205 live matches with like five and six million views? Freaking nobody. Okay. I, I think like, at the end of the day, not. he should he should just people just need to accept the fact that someone like this was was a miss for them. Like completely. Like I, I, I just don't understand it. And and the people that are here watching this show right now are not the people who I'm about to say again. And I repeat this from, from earlier. It's like there's only one island for certain people. I'm like, nah, man. <laughs> Those who escape that island and get out of there have thrived very well in what they're doing. Yeah, for the most part. I mean, and it happens everywhere. Like it have like you can make that argument about AEW. Like correct. They had hook yes. out as hell and they did nothing with him. Correct. Um, like there's that's just bound to happen by the nature of wrestling. So it's not like it's not surprising when that happens to me, but I would say Lucifer Ali and Miro are the biggest. Yeah. How the hell did you miss yeah. that for for as long as you did? Yeah, Mustafa Ali there for like seven years. This guy was a cruiserweight classic alternate. An alternate in the cruiserweight yeah. classic. He wasn't even supposed to be there. Like, just insane. I'm so looking forward to whatever he does next. I, I can't wait. We Best know what he's doing come next. out of he's Chicago been... since Deep Dish Pizza. I'm, I, people laughed me out of the room, Alex. They laughed me out of the room when I was like, I'm not saying this guy is an equivalent to CM Punk, but I am saying if this guy goes in there with this character and says, I'm the real leader Chicago needs, you're going to restore some of that market. You're not going to recover all of it that CM Punk brings wherever he goes because he is Chicago. But, like, you're going to see some of that Chicago market come back to life, and you're going to see Mustafa Ali walk sure. the line perfectly with that promo. I well, you got you, – you, and people have to understand as well is that Mustafa is, is younger. You know, uh, yes. CM Punk laid the line, did what he had to do. The man was was wrestling when I was in high school. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, he was doing all this all this stuff, and, and you know, he's pushing 50 now. You know, like, this is – He's already paved the way. Sure, he has a big following and and what he has behind him because he he paved there. There's now someone who's going to be paving a new road for yeah. themselves and at a young age who's going to be able to do it for the next 20 years and really make something out of himself. And I'm here for it. I am so excited um, for him to, with this character, go into Chicago. And I hope he's like, I'm the second city saint. Like, I hope he's just like, I'm the saint that you really need or whatever. Like, do it. Go full blown. Go full blown. I'm with you. I'll tell you one thing he doesn't have, though, and that's the best drop toe hold in the game. Oh. Because I know who that belongs to. Oh. Me. It is uh, the split man himself, Sean. Hi, Sean. Man, a lot uh, happened tonight. I wasn't necessarily expecting a ton to happen tonight, but uh, we broke some news on Fightful Select. We You're the president of New Japan, I heard? <laughs> New happened? Japan news. I mean, uh, I don't know how much of it you talked about, but Hiroshi Tanahashi will be the president and representative director Crazy. of uh, New Japan and uh, replacing effectively two individuals. Now, I'm, I'm not surprised that Obari is, is out. But I guess I, I don't want to say I'm surprised that Tanahashi is in. I, I guess I kind of am because I didn't see that coming. Uh, no, being out, I'm match. not surprised by. <laughs> like there, there had been word of that for, or at least 
some murmurs of those types of changes happening for quite a while. And I mean, New Japan's lost an awful lot. They, they've lost mm-hmm. a lot of luster. They've lost a lot of people. Um, but Tanahashi there, I think, will certainly maintain some respect in some sense uh, from people that are in the business or have worked with them. But uh, we'll see if that will how, how that will be. I don't think this will be anything but you know positive for something like their their, their international partnerships uh, for everybody asking because I think that Tanahashi understands and values international relationships now. I don't know if like the the big nine company unification, uh, I don't want to say unification, but alliance that was made was with this in mind or this all just happened as a result of or or anything like that. I'll I'll work to find out some stuff there. I've got some good uh, New Japan contacts that should have some information, but I would expect, you know, at at least some sort of shakeup in a sense. But I mean... I'm pretty sure Hiroshi Tanahashi, who helped lead New Japan through one of their most successful periods and one of their most desirable global expansion periods ever, uh, probably has a pretty good hand on things. But um, I, I wonder how this will affect a lot of people like Gato and Rocky Romero, who I mean, like, listen, Rocky Romero is largely responsible for so much of the integration globally (laughs) uh, and all that. So uh, a couple of couple other things I want to pat myself on the back for on FightfulSelect.com. We reported today that Cody Rhodes and uh, WWE or at least WWE is looking to nail him down long term. There are some within the company that believe it's already done, but I can tell you at least. Uh, WWE sources and people close to Cody claim that the deal isn't done yet, but it is something that TKO made a priority and they are starting to get these deals done. I wouldn't expect a ton of movement until after the new year in that sense, but we had the full story on FightfulSelect.com. We also had a story from Corey Brennan that sort of mapped out the direction of AJ Styles, how it's not necessarily a heel turn because he beat up LA Knight more of a choose your own adventure type of thing as we saw tonight uh, on Saturday on FightfulSelect.com best $5 in the business we're going to have producers backstage news and all that and uh, pretty another pretty important piece of uh, executive news in wrestling but this week listen listen I I went up to bat did the the bat flip thank you we said that uh, AOP life. was uh, returning TV imminently. So we'll give you a little behind the scenes news on this one. I had somebody in August of 2022 say, guess who's at the PC? And I say, who? And they say, Akam and Razor. Okay, damn, that's cool. Well, then never hear anything about them getting signed. In January... I get somebody saying, hey, I think they're coming in. I think they're coming into the company, and they haven't been used whatsoever. So, you know, uh, I ask around, and, you know, there are a lot of people that had no idea that they were signed. They've been signed for almost a year and a half. And we had reported back then, well, there's interest in bringing them in because they were already in. Uh, But I was told that 
one of the key parts of them coming back, they wanted Paul Ellering involved. They are fiercely mm. loyal to Paul Ellering, mm-hmm. which I I admire. There's some things in the last year and a half, couple of years that maybe I haven't admired, like the WES thing and the cryptocurrency thing. And that that had some people not feeling great about him for a while. Like, I, I like them personally. They were very good to me in the promotion of WES. Uh, they tried to book me at one point. That was interesting. <laughs> uh, but I looked at that and I was like, okay, like, I wonder if that had anything to do with it. And that'd be speculatory on my part. They were on a travel list as far back as May for or April or May, whenever the Saudi show was there. And then Mike Johnson had reported, I want to say September or October, they might be coming back soon. And that's when I reported, oh, not only may they be coming back, they're signed and have been for quite a while. I just didn't know it was a year and a half. Insane. Was that victim, do you think, of the changes of power of Triple H, Vince, Triple H, Vince, Triple H, Vince, like the the flip-flopping back and forth? Quite likely, because, I mean, they got brought in... um, before Eric Young got brought in and Eric Young got brought in and all of a sudden, you know, a lot of things change and there's a freeze. And we had reported in January, we've, we've made light of it to Hikaleo and, and Tomatonga. Like we had reported there was interest there in January of 2023, WDB sources told me they were interested in switchblade Hikaleo Tomatonga and bringing Trinity back to the company. Mm. In addition to them saying, uh, yeah, they're, they're, there are working plans for AOP to come in. What does it say that not only did those four people not get hired, the two that were hired didn't get used for a year? I don't know, man. And it was just like communication went cold with the others, right? Like, it did. Wasn't Jay White like, yeah, they just uh, they stopped talking to me, basically? <laughs> uh, some big news that we confirmed today on Twitter. Global Force Wrestling is alive. I saw that. I saw green ropes, and I was like... This isn't like, what year am I in? <laughs> there, there was an actual AEW employee that sent the the flyer for their show next Thursday to me and said we thought this was fake, or maybe an old thing. But Lee Johnson's on it. No, Global Force and Jeff Jarrett tend to do things with the Music City Bowl annually, but got like it. the show's got Cole Carter, Scott Steiner. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Lee Johnson, James Storm, uh, who else? Terry Morton, uh, Chris Jay Michaels, Lethal? who Chris like... Michaels, who's who's a guy that I know. He's worked every company like ever. Uh, but sounds like someone else involved in that picture. Unreal. Unreal. Uh, I'll get to some of these super chats. Will says, SRS heard any update on Julia. Dave claims that it's between WWE and staying in Japan. There's there's a lot I know about that, but that is far from a done thing. And it's so far from even being a possibility on the calendar that to say that one company isn't particularly interested, I don't know if that's fair. Because is it, it like it's, March? That's what I aren't there rumors that it's not even then. Wow. Okay. Not even then. But I've learned a little bit about that. And I mean, I can tell you that at least one person in AEW had communicated to someone in stardom that, oh, yeah, we wouldn't mind using Julia. Now, granted, that was like months and months and months ago. I don't think it's recently. Um, Yeah. And I I saw some of the takes on there. And I I reached out to, to 
some of the people that made those takes and I'm like, listen, you know, sometimes it might not be a good fit for any number of reasons. Like I, I get it. Listen, I, I think the women's division was, uh, approved themselves on Saturday last week on collision that they should uh, be carried more, but you never know what a fit might be. And you never know who might be pulling for Julia or, pushing away from Julia in that sense. You just never know. Or waiting eight more months. Or waiting. Or whatever. See how the landscape changes in case they get a TV deal. There you go. Who would think? Van Van Twinblade says, Mary Crimbo, everyone. (laughs) Mary Chrysler. Who would have thought five years ago that Triple H and Tanahashi would essentially be running New Japan and WWE? You know, honestly... If you would have said to me back then that those were the two, I'd go, yeah, that makes sense. I wouldn't have expected it, but if you would have told me that's how it would look, I'd be like, that checks out. That's That makes sense. It's not as if Tanahashi's running WWE and Triple H is running New Japan. That would be startling. Yes. But yeah. That would yeah. Be insane. Uh, I'll tell you the, the one thing that I hope that, because I saw somebody in the chat, it wasn't a super chat, but they say, what do you hope that uh, Tanahashi does? I hope he cleans up the goddamn lineage of those titles, and I hope he stops them from making new ones. This company, over the last however many years, what the hell? All the 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 shifting with the world title and canceling the the lineage of the old title and, and not bringing back the intercontinental title to make getting rid global. of it to begin with what are we doing Get, getting rid of it to begin with like jeez that whole I, osprey reign from the US to the the british title i was like oh this is awesome they're going to bring back the intercontinental title and then they were like jk <laughs> the story and now what is there's right no, there's there. no us title anymore right yeah like right. what so they got rid of the U.S. title, got rid of, which they they worked hard to build over here. Like, hey, if you don't want to use it, just give it to Strong. Give it to Strong as the U.S. title. That's it. Make it the Intercontinental title because it's being defended all over the world anyway. <laughs> it's been some of the most asinine shit that I've seen, and it. I, I don't want to say it zapped love of New Japan from me. It didn't, but like the. It, Doing like taking away the intercontinental title, taking away the US title, adding the TV title, and adding the the King of Pro Which Wrestling. Never on title. TV, by the way. Like the yeah. TV title is never on TV. <laughs> I'm glad they're doing the winner take all match. I'm glad they're doing that for the tag titles. Listen, I, I love the, the junior heavyweight tag division, but I would have combined that a long ass time ago. Like yes. six or seven years ago. I like that they have strong and IWGP women's titles. That I, I love that. Like have one domestically, have one foreign. But I don't But clean it. it up. You're right. Like even I nobody has been more obnoxious about their love for Zach Saber Jr. than I have this year. But like no. that title. <laughs> being oh he's great he's the best and i like having a time limit thing it didn't need to be a title title then like you could have done a 15 minute time limit thing with a cup or whatever or like however else you want to do it but the the constant flipping of the belts makes all of them feel meaningless it it really really dilutes it 
he could be 16 defenses deep on a U.S. or intercontinental title. 100%. That, that, and that would be fine. While we're on the subject of titles, like we talk about these triple crowns and stuff with, with New Japan, I wish they would like establish one for like the six man titles as well. Just be like, yes. hey, yeah. we, we traditionally have treated the trios titles, the ROH tag titles, or six man and the never like trash. Now, granted, Okada and Tanahashi and Ishii are the, that's probably the most prestigious they've been in a while. But I also wish that instead of an ROH women's TV title, that AEW would have said, we are going to establish women's world tag titles. And then if they're defended on ROH, good. If you need them on AEW, good. If you want them defended on PWG, good. If you want to loan the tag team to Impact Wrestling and compete within their knockouts tag division, good. World women's tag titles. I think that that could go a long way, and AEW has the pull to do that, but... Yeah, that, that's the first thing. The first thing I hope that Tanahashi does. The second be one. Like, the first thing is they should break up House of Torture. I'm so sick of House of Torture. Sure. Just Let's clean up House the lineage of, of these titles. And the titles. Yeah. <laughs> but you're you're right. And that would, just from a, um, I think especially because they're not weekly episodic, when you're constantly introducing new titles and taking them out, you're also not getting those weekly reminders in a way when there's so much tournament based stuff yeah. and you're mixing up the titles like that. You it's already inconsistent television. I actually like it better, but it, it makes that an even bigger mess because you don't have weekly reminders of what those look like every single time. I so. forgot they're doing that goddamn global championship too. No, they, they, they literally said instead of bringing back, they were going to bring back the intercontinental title, but instead they're doing, they're making the intercontinental title, but calling it the global title or something, even though they already have a. Then a just resume that lineage. That was just, part of the problem, though, was because they have the US, the, the UK belts, and the intercontinental. They didn't know how to collapse the lineages. I'm like, just do it. Just figure it out. Pick one. Just figure it out. <laughs> I mean, listen, WWE's done stupid shit like that, too. Like, they got I rid really of the. They got rid of the Intercontinental title and the tag titles. It was very dumb, but there's a whole tournament in AEW around the Continental, and we still don't fully know what that triple crown. Yeah, don't like, have any so. idea if they're going to be defended collectively, individually, anything yeah. like that. Um, yeah, I know Scott George. They keep adding the House of Fortune. They just thanks just for letting me uh, swing by, guys. I wasn't planning on being on screen until uh, like next Wednesday, but. Well, oh. it's nice to see you on here because this is also the last time we'll probably see you on here until Christmas. So Merry Christmas and happy holidays to you, kind Smurred. sir. Likewise any, to you guys. Anything else uh, to, to tease on Fightful Select? We had the Bailey news, the Cody um, news. Yeah, Tons I'll tell stuff. you exactly what, because I've got stories scheduled. <laughs> stories scheduled that if I got scooped on, I wouldn't be happy about. Um, oh. Okay, so Saturday I have some... Very interesting executive news. Like, I mean, it's it's going, to, I think it's going to be a talking point. That much I'll say Saturday. Hmm. Uh, producers for uh, for SmackDown and a lot of backstage news there. On Christmas Eve, I'm dropping a story about the outlook on 2024. Here's a funny story. 
at the beginning of 2023, I was going to write, I did write the outline of an article about like this year's going to be wild. 2024 is going to be crazier. So much crazy shit kept happening throughout 2023 (laughs) that I had to like push it back a little bit. It's like, Oh, well, here's the Vince thing. Oh, well, here's this. Oh, well, here's this. Oh, Switchblade signing where? Where's he going? Oh, well, now this, 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 and this. And finally, I'm like, well, I got to release it at some point. So Christmas Eve, it's going to be. We're going to have a big look at 2024. And also, the Fightful Award nominations for subscribers start on uh, Christmas Eve. You'll have uh, several days to get those in. You'll basically copy and paste the the categories over put one of your nominations in there one nomination friends um december 25th on christmas we're going to have the notes of diana perrazzo the the interview where she's talking about her free agency uh we're gonna have that going up we've got you know what? We got some other interesting stuff coming next week that i can't say now because then people will come through and just you know, write up reports on it, but we got stuff through Christmas and I'm very excited for it. Uh, or people will tell you it's not interesting enough, Sean. We got a bunch of contract <laughs> news next week too. A Ooh. bunch of contract news. Well, $54 That's a year or $5 a month. What better gift to give yourself than the gift of accurate pro wrestling news? Joel Wood says the executive story. Can you at least tell us which company? No, I can't. Um, sorry, Joel. If you want to send another super chat, <laughs> that's fine. Uh, or another another question, that's fine. But no, I can't because... Uh, what no. if you were like New Japan? Guess what? <laughs> New, Japan, it's New Japan. Guess what? It's Tanahashi. Just a follow-up on that. I mean, when, you mentioned, oh, when you mentioned... still Tanahashi. When you mentioned the crazy stuff that's happening, you got you know all these companies moving around different stations. You got Paramount Plus or whatever, Paramount and Warner Brothers. Like, it's just... It's, you know... I'm working on the back end on, on some deals and stuff with television it's just like all this stuff that's happening i just puts a it's insane big old king in the chain dominoes that are gonna fall like yes there's a whole yes. lot of people and i thought jimmy had a really really good point on the hump he said a lot of people are talking about oh will wbd or well, actually not enough people are talking about the nba tv rights correct but a lot of people are acting like oh will usa get them or will wbd get them there's a chance that they both get it because instead of somebody else getting the rights there's a chance that nba just dilutes it because yes they're you know they want more for less games so they might just bring in a third partner so what happens then well then Shaq, charles barkley uh kenny smith ernie they're getting offered new big talent deals stephen a smith might look and say i want to restructure so then there's a lot more money going there then there's an additional tv partner Okay, say USA Network completely whiffs on the NBA, doesn't get them. They might take a look and say, you know what? WWE Raw is a proven property for us. We're going to go with that. We're going to go with the devil we know, so to speak. Uh-huh. Uh, WBD, obviously, compared to WWE, get very good rates for AEW. However, from what I was told by people in WBD, they're like, why wouldn't we talk to WWE? We're international business partners sure. with them. Of yes. course we would. Like they, they even joked, like we would talk to Slam Ball if the deal was right and it made sense. <laughs> like you Hell never yeah, know. Slam Ball. Like Slam Ball. Slam Ball might call them up and say, "We will pay you ten million dollars to be in your That's network." Cool. Well, oh, you got to take the call. You got to take the call. You Sean, always take the call 
You never know how it'll go. Any investigative journalism updates on who stole the Slim Jim car? Me, Norma says I did not steal the Slim Jim car. I don't appreciate the false accusations. <laughs> well, happy meetness, partners. No, but I'm looking at Cam Hawkins with a little bit of a side eye right now. Because <laughs> I know As he's not saying. big into Slim Jim, but I know when I heard that Oscar Meyer Wienermobile went missing, I know who the culprit was. He was out there. And, and I, I saw this with my own eyes. I was just driving down the highway and there was Cam Hawkins, Vin Diesel, um, Jordana Brewster, Michelle Rodriguez, and they were in like Honda Civics and they had like DVD players, boxes of them. And I saw Seahawk jump from the Honda Civic. He threw the DVD player like it was nothing. He called that Oscar <laughs> Mayer Wienermobile. And he latched onto the side of the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. And he reached in. And his like legs went up, so his, his legs were hanging out. And he just reaches in, both hands. And he emerges. And he's still standing. I don't know, gravity, I don't know how gravity's holding him with this. And he's got a glizzy in each hand. Oh, God. Bam, bam. Just shoves him in his face. Seamlessly. Hops back over to the Honda Civic seamlessly. And, and just he looked square at Vin Diesel, square at Vin Diesel, and he said, No, you owe me a 10 second car. And I, I was just, I couldn't believe it. I was couldn't believe Christmas? it. I wasn't calling that in. He was not to be messed with. Understandable. Understandable. Yeah. Um, KE775 saying, when do you think free agents start popping up in WWE, TNA, and AEW? Well, Mustafa soon, Ali's popping up everywhere, so yeah. let's go. As soon as uh, Hard to Kill, I think, is when we start to see some of them. Obviously, Royal Rumble is going to be a big one. Um, uh, I I don't know if, uh, you know, maybe, maybe they pop, have somebody pop up on Dynamite next week. Like, there's really no reason not to, to have, like, a Ziggler or an Ollie or anybody just show up and wrestle, even if they don't have a deal. Sure. Mm -hmm. Sure. Well, guys. Well, Sean, that's all we got for you. But thanks for stopping in. Merry thanks Christmas. for having me. Merry Christmas. Take care. Bye, Sean. That man's like, you got to keep your reviews short enough. And then he comes in here. He's laying out fast and furious storylines. He threw them. With him. My goodness. Well, we always appreciate when Sean stops by. Sounds like there's more to come. And New Japan World, very excited for what those developments might lead to. He's a current trios champion, Tanahashi, and he's supposed to fight ZSJ at Wrestle Kingdom. Getting interesting, but a lot more news on the way. A lot of 2024 contract news coming up as well. So subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. I will likely be on there talking collision with Alex Pulaski because we are obsessed with the C2 and I never want it to end. Yeah, 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 yeah. But back in SmackDown World, uh, we were talking about carrying cross all that time ago with AOP and Elring. Will saying, uh, I am with you on cross. I'm sure it won't be as bad as them trying to make Lacey Evans and Ric Flair a thing. No, I don't think that either. But I do feel like 
we have we have seen more reboots than we have consistent in-ring action from, from sure. Carrion. So looking forward to them cleaning that up. Guys, get in your super chats and humper chats as we continue along with our SmackDown review here. Lots to talk about still. Um, we get a nice segment that I really liked with Roman Reigns and Nick Aldis. Uh, and Roman Reigns asking Nick Aldis if he booked the triple threats um, and saying that those were good ideas, but it's a good idea to run things by Roman Reigns first. And Nick Aldis says that the buck stops with him. And Aldis recalls how Solo Sokoa was the one to take care of John Cena while Reigns was out and he was not able to do the same with John Cena. So I like that Nick Aldis is not intimidated because he wasn't really here when Roman has been around. He shouldn't be. He's the GM of the brand. He should come looking strong. Don't love what they did with this in the main event segment, but I thought this segment in particular was good. And I think it's cool to create a little bit of tension between the tribal chief and the guy who's actually in charge around here now, because Roman Reigns hasn't had to answer to an authority figure, which is ridiculous. He should. It's a TV show with someone who needs to be around here making matches. So yeah. I thought this was really well done. Nick Aldis is great in this role. Like, I, I think he's just a very natural talker. Uh, any thoughts on this? Yeah, he fits right in, man. He just, when you were looking at the uh, interaction between him and, uh, and Reigns on the sofa, it just, it felt natural. They didn't feel forced. So good on him. Make him my next James Bond. There you go. Refreshing, isn't it? Refreshing. Very. We flushing. Yeah, we were flushing. Good stuff. Well, guys, we've got a lot more to talk about, but there's something else that we've got to tell you about. And that Ooh. is our good friends at NordVPN, the best VPN in the business. You're thinking about gifts. You're like, what am I going to wrap? What am I going to unwrap? What am I going to give? What am I going to get? Well, why would you not? give the gift of a secure internet connection on all your devices, why wouldn't you? I'm traveling a lot, and when you travel, you gotta protect your data, you gotta protect your privacy online. NordVPN.com slash Fightful allows me to do that, allows me to browse safely and securely. When you go to an airport, when you go to an arena, a restaurant, a hotel, you're usually connecting to that unsecured Wi-Fi, which leaves you susceptible to having your data stolen, any any number of things taken from your private connection or what should be your private connection. NordVPN.com slash Fightful makes it a private connection with the fastest VPN in the world, a 30-day money-back guarantee, and a ton of other features in addition to that peace of mind that you get when you can browse safely and securely. And I'm talking all your devices. Surface Pro, laptop, desktop, PC, smart TV, router, phone, whatever you're taking with you, NordVPN.com slash Fightful will add extra layers of security to your digital life. You can get a password manager, a file encryption tool. Be safe. Be smart. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Get it. Don't wait on it. Do it now. I just had to get all of Sean's face out of the way at once. You know what I mean? Like, let's just, <laughs> let's just get this guy out of here and on to his holiday absolutely love it but also loved a lot more to talk about here on smackdown including this semifinals match between kevin owens and carmelo hayes now here's what i did love about it 
I like that we didn't go to another. Did you know Kevin Owens' hand is broken? Uh, finish with this. This didn't have to do with his cast. It didn't have anything to do with it because I really think that would have undercut Carmelo Hayes making any sort of progress on the main roster and in this tournament. Um, but ultimately, you have Kevin Owens winning with the power bomb into a Swanton bomb and a stunner for the win. I like what that does in putting Carmelo Hayes away. It takes a lot to put him away here, making him look good even in defeat as an NXT call-up as a future star of this company. Carmelo Hayes is Absolutely that guy. Um, but Hayes in this, I also loved him hitting that face buster at Owens. I thought looked great for the two count and Owens dropping Hayes on the top rope with that spike DDT for a two count. It took a lot to keep Carmelo down, even though Kevin Owens has the experience and the size advantage kind of gave me, I know Owens isn't the one defending or holding the open challenge, but made me think about Kevin Owens getting called up to the main roster with John Cena's open yeah. challenge and, what a big moment that was for him. I think it was kind of a cool nod that he got to do something similar, even though he's obviously not the one with the title. thought this was a, a perfectly suitable match. I was surprised that um, Carmelo won last week against Grayson Waller. That was a, a nice surprise. I thought that was a, a good call here. Figure Kevin Owens has taken home the whole thing, but no harm in him losing here, Alex. No, I, I it was a good match. Uh, I, I like the old guard picking up the uh, the new study at the end of the match, kind of like thinking, oh, let me just because you know I was there at one point or whatever. It was cool. It was like I'm like I said before, the show was very refreshing. I stayed away from any you know online stuff that would say what was going on. So um, it was fun to see him step out of the ring, leaving you know uh, Carmelo in the in the in the center of the ring, kind of just like this is our future. You know what I'm saying? Like let's let's give it up to him. That was really cool. Good stuff and a good use of a tournament spot that was obviously Most. Be a spot that didn't win. So yes, correct. Some good stuff. You put there. light on him because eventually he's going to be up here. So why not put him on a prominent position where people are going to be like, "I remember that guy." Not everyone watches NXT. It's true, and sometimes they shouldn't because it's not very good in my opinion. Hey, but you do a lot of. But it's not because of the talent. The talent there is great. It's just. Some people like yeah. the Wild Wild West style booking. That's not for me. But Carmelo Hayes is absolutely a future star. He's kind of a present day star. It's been a while. He's probably overcooked in NXT. The story they have him in now is one that requires him to, to be there and is heavily invested. But if they're not calling him up by Royal Rumble, something's right. up. Like, we, right. we got to get this guy to the main roster. Um, he has nothing left to prove in NXT. But he's fantastic. Was glad he got the spot here. Got to show out a little bit. So we move on to kind of just a weird passing segment with AJ Styles backstage with Beach and Gallows and Anderson. Mm -hmm. uh, and they ask Styles if he was good. And Styles pushes them aside and goes, I don't know, are we? And then they go back to the ring for Bobby Lashley making his entrance. And I am confused about what we're doing with Bobby Lashley. <laughs> what are we doing with Bobby Lashley, man? Come on. Um, this is so weird to me. He was, he's just a face now, which is like, I love rooting for him. He was one of the most organic baby faces they had before they made like Sammy and Ellie Knight and stuff. And when they turned him heel against Brock, I was so frustrated. Um, but he kind of just started working face out of nowhere. It felt like, yeah. um, and I, he's here against Santos Escobar. Right. So obviously face and, uh, the Street Profits 
have been on opposite sides of him as long as this has gone on. And now it feels like they just flipped the script. But again, I don't know. It's a very, very odd dynamic that they've worked out. And it doesn't feel like it has a whole lot of explanation behind it. But this was a good match. And I like Santos Escobar's approach of just working Bobby Lashley's leg um, and him limping a little bit to, to sell that. And of course, the big news in this is that we get outside interference from a returning mm-hmm. uh, Garza. And, um, oh my gosh, what's Umberto. Umberto Carrillo, thank you. Carrillo and Garza. Umberto. Uh, th- very, very good news. Them going back to NXT was cool. It never really found its footing, but like this is the perfect use for them. Being that backup for Santos Escobar when he just left a faction. I yeah. think that's a really, really good call. Um, this ends with that specific interference. So you have one of them uh, at ringside in a mask and Lashley lifting Escobar really high for a choke slam and another masked figure appearing and fighting off the street profits at ringside Escobar going to roll up Lashley and holding the tights to get the win here and after the match we find out that it's Carrillo and Garza little fatigued on uh masked men angles because we got so many in the bloodline but this one was well done and I kind of assumed who it was going to be because I do follow NXT and the handwriting was on the wall for this. Sure. But I think that actually was a reveal to some people that maybe aren't as intimately equated Correct. with the product. Um, this is a perfectly good use of a tournament match to move other things along. That's the beauty of tournament matches. And I think Escobar versus Owens is going to be a hell of a finals, Alex. Yeah, I, I uh, you already know who I want to win here. I, I this This is where... We know kind of where the writing is on the wall. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's gonna be Owens. <laughs> yeah. Um, the little pop up boxes in the corner with that weird dude that's holding the title talking turns me off a lot. Uh, the you little look like vignette, if Reddit were a person, cool, the little bro. vignette that he did, it was just weird. I don't know, man. They're putting a lot of stock behind this dude. I, does WWE need them? No, they're hotter than ever. Why would you need this guy? But um, I'm hoping that... stunt rain. Of like, course, I know, I know. I hope that he takes this title. I hope that if Owens wins and goes through, obviously a lot of things could happen. Anyone could crack an ankle or something, God forbid. But, you know, like, if this is the way they're going to go, I am 1,000% behind. This, like, this is the title that Owens... In my language, shit on when he was when he came up from NXT. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So for him to grab it and maybe later down the line see a Carmelo Hayes come back to crap on him. Oh, okay. You know, like you know, I, I I remember what you know. You gave me a chance. You know, we fought. Let's let's do this. Let's run it up again. You know what I'm saying? Let's run the ladder. That would be cool. But yeah, other than that, um, I just hope that other dude drops it. <laughs> 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 I don't think he's dropping it to Kevin Owens. I firmly believe he's dropping it to L.A. Knight. Yeah, and I'm here for that, but I'm looking forward to that. I have. Or can you have an L.A. Knight versus? Um, yeah, I mean Logan's Owens, working heel. You know, and yeah, maybe I think no. you. They're gonna want Logan to drop it in a bigger spot than. Yeah, this. that's true. Like, Damn it, a, you're right. I'm so upset that you said person. that. I forgot all about that. <laughs> But I also think like LA Knight having a verbal spar with him is going to be something that's really fun. So that doesn't make me mad. And I think post this bloodline angle for LA Knight, that's actually the perfect place for him to go. Cause it's about time we give that man some gold. He's been white hot over for a long, long 
time. Damn it. 2024 is already starting bad. <laughs> well, <laughs> we're not that far off from Rumble season once the new year does kick You're off. You're right. So. Yeah. Um, Will saying, guy, we know it's going to be LA Knight to beat Logan. I hope so. I hope so. That guy is well overdue for a title win. So we'll also add said that I think changing up Bobby from heel to face was because fans love him too much. Look, you can love heels. People do it all the time. Word. Um, or if you turn him heel, that's cool too. Could you, or if you want to turn him face, could you give us a reason why he's a face now though? Like make a creative effort to explain why he's a face instead of just like, oh, he was over in Brooklyn. So now he's a face. It's just a, a weird deal. A person after my own heart here saying, I love cheering the bad guys. Me too. I always <laughs> gravitate to heels. So always. thank you for, for seeing things through my eyes too. Um, Luis is pointing out on uh, our our shared document here that, heck, everyone does the Swerve Nana dance, but Swerve is the biggest villain in the company. That's a very good point. Swervy That's a very Swerve. good point. So we move on to our main event. But before we do, we're going to give you our courtesy Rampage rundown. Orange Cassidy defeating Rocky Romero, whose night just got very interesting, I think, mm. with the Tanahashi news for that international title. Um I'll just say that's absolutely the right call, and I wish Rocky Romero would have won. I would love to see Rocky Romero holding the international title simply because Whoa. if you know about Rocky Romero's legacy, he has forged so many international relationships across wrestling and is a big part of why wrestling has felt so global this year. So I would love for him to hold that title, but Orange Cassidy, of course, retaining. Chris Statlander putting over Willow, but Stokely trying to smear her name. <laughs> Statlander and Stokely, a rivalry for the ages. Frank Cage and Prince Nana talking trash about Keith Lee. OGK defeating the Hardys. Angelo Parker asking Ruby for a drink. Ooh. Things are getting but heated in there. Soraya interrupting awkwardly and uh. when speaking alone, Soraya calling Parker a piece of ass. I told him to stay away from Soho. Uh, you've got Sky Dark Marina Blue. <laughs> Dark Marina Queen, Blue. Queen Amanada with a dragon sleeper. That sounds awesome. And your AAA mega title on the line, Vikingo defeating Black Taurus and another Humper. Now that was a phenomenal match on the ROH pay-per-view final battle. Would encourage you to check it out if you have Honor Club. Would encourage you to get Honor Club if you don't because it was included in that price. Um, one of my favorite Lucha matches that I've ever seen as someone who doesn't traditionally watch a ton of Lucha, but sure. that was your rampage rundown. Some good stuff on there. That brings us to our main event, AJ Styles versus solo Sokoa defending in or ending in a very predictable, no contents. I Thank had you no to idea. <laughs> Roman reigns interference. Now, I will say, up until the no contest, I actually liked this match more than I've liked a lot of Solo Sokoa's sure. of recent. And that's not a knock on Solo Sokoa. That's just bloodline booking. Um, but AJ Styles, being such a master at what he does, I felt just like really knew when to turn up the gas and to to take his foot off the gas puddle as far mm -hmm. as pacing with Solo Sokoa. He's a very um, impactful and slow and plodding pace and AJ just knows how to make that style look so good because he's one of the best in the world to ever do it. Um, and I liked the spot that we got the interference on with that phenomenal forearm, like making yeah. it look lethal. Um, oh no, Alex went. Did oh, I'm go? still here. 
I'm still here. You can hear me. Okay. Check one three. I can hear you. You're just a, a black yeah. screen. It's okay. It happens. It Once does. in a while, that I forget to move the camera where it's from, and it decides to shut it off. Oh no! <laughs> well, okay, we'll wait for you to come back. But I'm I will continue, tell you continue. what happens, here. and I know you're going to be so surprised because Roman interferes. Shocker! Um, and then you, of course, have everybody else coming down here. You've got Randy Orton entering, and you have um, LA Knight entering. Still getting huge pops, LA Knight, even though it feels like the storyline has been a little bit stalled here. But I I like the breakdown that we get after, where instead of it just feeling like gang wars, or to me, feeling like <laughs> we just saw this with Judgment Day and Team Cody's All-Stars, like, oh my god, are we going to be doing this again? But you have AJ Styles turning on, um, on Orton and LA Knight, and they start to brawl a little bit. Because it's not that they're friends. They still all want a piece of Roman, which is the point of this. So uh, this is not booking that I like. This is not for me. But if you are a fan of it, I can't argue that it was well done here. Um, especially on like a go-home episode Christmas week. Like, that's perfectly fine. Crowd got to see Roman. Crowd got to end the night with all of the top sure. stars, really, that are on SmackDown right now. So well played. It's Alex a double taping. From the House of Black, I'm nervous. I, he's going yeah, to I miss did. Me. I, yeah. <laughs> if I turn, if I come back with like black lipstick and a badass hat and very dramatic music playing, you'll know why next week. Um, but what do you think of the ending of SmackDown tonight? Uh, I think it was. I think it was good. I mean, obviously, the shenanigans is always going to be around. There's always with when it comes to the bloodline and anything that has the bloodline related topics around it, but um solo is still a star in the making um aj styles uh you know it says a lot about solo who he's been in the ring with yeah you know which they, is they gave him amazing. a tremendous amount of trust very early My in his career God. and it pays off the other way too right like oh, yeah they can help him look great but to your point he is he's really shined ever since they called him up he's done great without saying a word he doesn't yeah. talk he just goes into the ring and kills you, which is cool with me. <laughs> I love it. But yeah, other than that, man, I can't wait to see where they're going with the storyline. Um, it's fun to see AJ back on TV. So uh, yeah, let's see. Let's see. You know, let's 2024, man. Here we go. Agreed. I'm intrigued to see if they give, because we don't know fully what the relationship with the bloodline is jimmy just decided he's back in it with no creative <laughs> reason which i don't like at all um but it feels like roman has done a good job of telling the story of stuff goes to shit when i'm away like sure. i can't trust you guys kind of thing was a little bit of the vibe that i was getting which i liked um and like he had to come in and still be the ringleader of this so I wonder if we get to see Solo Sokoa have gold in, in 2024, so what cool, that's yeah. going to look like, and what is going to happen with Jimmy and Jay when they have their WrestleMania match. Like, will they reunite? Um, will Jimmy see the light? Will Jay come to the dark side? Will they stay split? Um, but, uh, but yeah, we'll see where things go. But that is our show for tonight. That is our... Last SmackDown episode before Christmas. And maybe for the year, we're going to have to see what they're doing <sighs> next week. But seems like the New Year's SmackDown on the January side is going to be a big one. Looking forward to that. Yeah. But 
Alex, this has been a wonderful year with you, and I it appreciate has. you being my co-host and hanging out with me on Friday nights. And I know you're a Christmas mark just like me, so yes. I will give you the floor to say Merry Christmas to the good people and to tell people where they can find you. I'll tell you what, everyone, if you don't celebrate Christmas, well, I'm going to not be your friend. Just kidding. No. Well, the holidays. <laughs> Merry, we'll say Merry the holidays Christmas, in general. Holidays, whatever like you – listen, whatever <laughs> – what it, I was just playing, by the way. Um, whatever it is that you guys celebrate, thank you for being here with us this whole year. We really appreciate you. At least I know I do from the bottom of my heart. This is a place where I come to every Friday night, and I'm able to talk about something that I'm extremely passionate about. And it gives me a, a FIFO has given me the freedom to come here with Kate and um, and occasionally on other shows to come on and uh, talk wrestling with the amazing people who come on here and talk wrestling with us on the chat. Um, you can find me at Alexis Cardoza on threads. Yep, that's right. I'm doing a lot more threading than I am doing a lot of Twitter. <laughs> uh, but you can still find me on the Twitter uh, trying to poke the bear and, and incite a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of great uh, communication with other people at underscore Alexis Cardoza. Again, thank you all so much. I don't know what's happening next week. I'll, I'll, I'm pretty sure we'll figure it out uh what's gonna go down the pipeline but kate like i said before um we probably if if there's no real show next week that means 2024 is right around the corner and i thank you for allowing me to be on here um all this year and you know here's to whatever 2024 brings for us with smackdown and beyond absolutely i thought 2022 was one of the most insane years in wrestling 2023 sure. not quite as crazy as 2022 but Definitely had some insanity. Vince McMahon is no longer in charge of WWE. Um, Mercedes Monet was wrestling in, in New Japan, which wasn't a, a thing or a possibility a few years ago. Crazy. Um, it's, and CM Punk's back in WWE. Uh, yeah. Edges in AEW. Yeah. It's been yeah. a wild one. 2024 is going to be a whole heck of a lot of fun, too, with all of the contract dues. But uh, to echo Alex's sentiments, just really appreciate you guys. Uh, this has been a really up and down year for me personally. And I get, um, not to sell so whatever, but we, we get a lot of messages about how this is a place for you guys to come and uh, put down whatever bullshit you have in your lives for a little bit or mm -hmm. um, that it helps with your mental health and your emotional health. And um, the community here is so supportive and wonderful that that's a two way street. Like I've, I've needed this as much as you guys have needed it this year, if not more. And it's a privilege to get to do it here at Fightful. I'm so thankful to not only Alex for being here with me every year, but Alex Pulowski, who I do so many podcasts with and have so much fun with that whole ridiculous, whatever we do on Tuesday nights. And that whole following that we have is so incredible. Um, so thankful to to Sean and to Jimmy Van for yeah. working me into the fold here and always leading by both example and um, by hiring and maintaining really, really great coworkers like Alex, like my other Alex, like Jeremy on the um, on the editorial side, like Robert DeFelice, like Reg, like Denise, like all of my co-hosts on sure. here, like our collision crew that'll be there tomorrow. Like we just have such an incredible group of people. And as brilliant and wonderful as they are telling you guys about wrestling they're even better people and um that is always a priority at fightful is that they're good people first um and i am so appreciative of that and have never needed it more than Agreed. this year so thank you so Same. much be enormous 
saying happy holidays, everyone. Meat loves you, even if you're vegan. Well, thank you <laughs> so much. And Vegnormous. Vegnormous. <laughs> the sky will fall if that guy is ever going vegan, I promise you. But there is, I already closed out the chat document, but Luis said there's another chat. So let Kylie me... uh Humper Chat. Happy holidays. I hope you two have a wonderful weekend. Well, thank you, Kylie. We appreciate that. I'm on vacation for the next 10 days. Oh man, that's Hell let's go. Yes. Appreciate that chat. And gosh, I too. can't believe I was naming everybody here and left Luis out. That's probably the dumbest thing I could do. That guy has the hardest job at Fightful. I say it all the time. I said Luis. Moderating from is insane. <laughs> I love you, Luis. He's the best. Everything that he does for us and um, the attitude with which he does everything for us is just unbelievable. So thank you guys so, so, so much. Have a blessed holiday weekend. Um, we'll see you for Collision tomorrow, but enjoy whatever you're celebrating <laughs> with that level of enthusiasm, with Will Ferrell and Elf level of enthusiasm. If it's a hard time of year for you, be nice to yourself, be gentle to yourself. This isn't always easy to get through, but um, just be as kind to yourself as possible and um, love yourself as much as we love you because we do. Have a wonderful holiday season and we will see you either next week or in 2024. We'll let you know. Bye.